I'm sitting here with the author as we are picking up again. I know I've been away for a while, but you know, it's good to rest and it's good to have a break every now and then. And yeah, we'll jump right into it and start off with day 10 of step four, day 10. And we're going to get, we're almost halfway through the book. I hope everybody that has tuned in has found some peace in this and been able to actually talk about any mental health problems and and see it as something that can be worked on and it's just a it's like exercise so here we go looking at our inventory summarize in what ways the following have contributed to your behavior you can write one general paragraph about each a you said you have fear b you said dishonesty and c self-centeredness ah what I never realized was that my life was controlled by fear. Oh, well. Um, in such a way that fear withheld me from engaging with life. Yeah. And it was only about a year and a few months ago when I, I lost my job, where I, it was nearly as if my, my, my biggest fear came, became reality. Yes. Where I was given the freedom to not live in fear yes it, it was such an amazing experience to sit back and say okay so the worst has happened mm-hmm. the, 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 the thing that I feared the most has not happened so why do I have to fear we just have to face it and yeah. change it and that has lifted a, a burden off my shoulders in such a way that I could actually truly engage with life awesome we Previously, I would be afraid to send an email or I would be afraid to contact a client or, or anything like that. All I say to myself now is, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. And that and, is so amazing. And then and you realize when you answer that question, nothing. Yes. Because essentially, as long as we're alive, Absolutely. we have the ability to change and we have the ability to persevere yeah. and follow through on anything that is necessary. And that's why failure there's no such a thing if you haven't failed you haven't tried yeah so the people that don't fail they don't get life yeah. because life is essentially about that yes one That's of the, the most cool amazing thing. quotes I, 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 I really quote a lot these days is thomas edison yeah that said i didn't fail a thousand times yes i just i, just, I proved a thousand ways that doesn't work Exactly. Isn't that amazing to, awesome. to, to just think of it? I didn't fail, you know. I, oh. I know this this one doesn't work, so I'm going to try something else. Changing and the that approach. That's truly amazing. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely fascinating. Yeah, and there's like there's a there's a couple of acronyms for fear. I think we have <laughs> spoken about that in the previous things, yeah. but I mean, it is something where when you face it, it's actually you can look at it as an opportunity. Yes. To stare it in the face, to know what it is, and to know that then. But the thing is to say it actually makes you makes it go away yeah and and to face it and then to move through it and that is where courage comes in yes and and why it's it's taking fear but actually doing something about it and what's the word you're being proactive and you're getting a solution towards fixing something yeah and i think and that's yeah i think it's Nelson Mandela who said that courage isn't the opposite of fear or isn't the absence of fear? No. Courage is carrying on despite the fear. So we all feel, might feel fear, but 
get through it. There's yeah. no way around it. So you might as well get through it. Exactly. Be dis- so the dishonesty part. Oh, well. My life was based in dishonesty. Yeah. I think we've discussed this before. Is at the age of, age of 12 or 13 when I, when I discovered that um, I, I don't really believe in religion, and yes. the traditional religion, and that I'm gay but I can't, ex- I can't talk to anybody about it. Yeah. I start living a lie. Okay. And that set me up for a life of dishonesty. Okay. Um, and but the worst was I was actually dishonest with myself. Yes. And what we are looking for in in this type of program is the most fundamental form of honesty, mm. and that is to be honest with ourselves. Exactly. To know how we feel, what we think, who we are. Once we know who we are, we can stand in own integrity. And for me, I've learned that the opposite of dishonesty isn't honesty. The opposite of dishonesty for me is integrity. Okay. I want to live my life in integrity. Yes. I want to know that my side of the street is clean. That I that I have done correct. And I I think what's what's really actually quite amazing about this is also the fact that it makes life quite easy being honest. Yes. Things are way easier. Absolutely. Because when when I was dishonest in my active addiction and not really taking accountability for any of my actions and what I was doing, it made my life more difficult. Yeah, absolutely. You'd have to explain why this and this was like that and then lie becomes another lie and and that's the whole thing. Is That's why the people that still have these small little white lies, convenient lies. Yes. Don't do it. The anxiety don't that, that goes with do life. it. Yeah. Don't do it because you can <laughs> sense it. Yeah. You you think that the thing is you know when somebody is. You can their body language, like like you said about the whole body language thing. Yes. You know, most of the times people that are dishonest have this tensity about like this. I don't even know. Like they can't even breathe right because of how dishonest they are. Now these are, this is when you're like an actor yeah. almost it's like it's, it's almost like a so so your whole molecular composition is actually then changed by being dishonest and you know what it's it's like that onion thing it's layer by layer by layer yes and the more honest i mean i'm i'm somebody i i, sh- I shoot to the point i don't beat around the bush and I don't spend my time once somebody's dishonest like I'll forgive you but I won't forget and I will not go back towards that person I will not yeah. do any effort there's yes. 8 billion people on this planet I'm not going to spend myself <laughs> you don't have I'm to surround yourself with, with, with dishonest yeah. people Absolutely. no because it's not going to I'm not going to have I don't want to actually question your motives the whole time yeah. I don't want to do that. I don't need to do that. Yes. To be honest. Absolutely. To be honest. To be honest. What I like about, um, if you're watching this and you you think about the fact that you are dishonest, what I say to my clients is, don't don't think you're going to work on your honesty. Yes. Work on what we know, and that is dishonesty. (laughs) So just change one dishonest act in a day to to an honest one. And do that every day. And eventually you find yourself living in honesty. And that is really amazing. 
So yeah, that's it's, it's also like there's different forms of this, and and when when we divulge deeper, like as it says, so you say the different behaviors. So there would be manipulation. It's one of <sighs> the worst things I know. I remember I also used to manipulate a lot, but now I'm like no. If I if I ask somebody a favor, it's a f- it's or I ask you to do something. I don't even ask for favors because there's no such a thing as a favor. It's absolutely. There's nothing like a favor. It's either will you do this for me? Yeah. Cool. Will you do and and that's the whole thing is that I have realized with for myself that it just makes things easier. Yes. And and why it's it's amazing to be able to go and see. W- what my dishonest traits are and really yeah. go and unearth them and that's when you say the integrity comes to fall because if I can actually do this I'm starting to become honest yeah. and it's not easy as well you know it's an amazing counter counter action for <clears throat> manipulation and that is to learn to ask for our needs to be met yes because a lot of us either grow up in a situation where, where we believe we don't deserve to have our needs met. Yes. Or previous, our experience teaches us that our needs are not being met if we ask for them. Yes. So we, we learn to manipulate how our needs met. Yes. But as adults, that manipulation doesn't necessarily work. So no. ask for your need to be met, and if it doesn't, go and ask somewhere else. <laughs> go, go, go and look for another avenue to, to have that, meet, that need met with somebody else. Yes. And if the person that you're with, damn it. Oh, it's fine. With more about yeah. And that the, pe- the that the, if the person that you're with um, can't m- m- meet you your need, then you're with the wrong person. Yes. No, indeed. Uh, now, now we're on to the see self-centeredness, and that is one thing that's also amazing is. I think self-centeredness, there's also, uh, as this is an inventory, so a general thing about, like, I would say self-centeredness in general with this disease, it's like, if I was feeling bad the day, that's how the whole thing is, there's this connection between my emotions and the people around me. Now, when I'm feeling a certain feeling, and I expect everybody around me to be submissive towards my feelings yeah. and towards what I'm doing. And it's like, if I'm having a bad day, I expect you to know that. <laughs> that to me is crazy. Yeah. And it's that is insanity. And that is why this book is so important in working a program because a lot of people have that thing. They'll, they'll feel that you don't wash the dishes. Basic thing. This is something that yeah. a lot of people can use. Exactly. Let's use the dish dish thing. Mm. So, you you're not feeling well. You don't wash the dishes. Then you get somebody that gets there. They're like the dishes is dirty, but they don't confront you. They don't tell you what. Please wash the dishes. Exactly. Ask for your need to be met. Yes. I want you to wash the dishes. Or I what, need you to wash the dishes. Now, what's likely is to happen a lot where a lot of problems come. Yes. Is now. The person goes and, okay, resents. Yeah. Starts this little thing in the head. He never washes the dishes. Yes. And then brings it off the next day. Yeah. Be depressed. And then puts it on to that person. Yeah. 
And now this is also where it's like the self-centeredness comes in. Because that person is so self-centered to think that that person didn't do the dishes to upset yeah. them. That's how self-centered people have become. Yeah. And it's insanity. Yeah. You are not that important that other people are going no. to try and read your, read your mind. And, and that are, they're going to try and sabotage you exactly, yeah. and upset you like that. It's one of the most important lessons that I've learned is, number one, mm-hmm. it's not about you. Exactly. Number two is, you're just mm-hmm. not that important. Exactly. <laughs> Both of them kind of stink when you hear it for the exactly. first time. But it's very, very important lessons to learn in life. It's one of the most liberating lessons as well because it gives you that freedom to be like, cool, I don't even have to take myself serious all the time. Exactly. I just have to enjoy (laughs) myself. That's it. Whatever I do, I just need to enjoy and I need to be in the moment. And that's how I get full value for it. And also to never know anything. Yeah. Another good thing. Stay teachable. Always. (laughs) 12. Summarize what your part is in all the situations you listed in your inventory so far. Go back to all the events listed in your inventory and identify what personality trait could have contributed to you acting that way when you did in those in those situations. Were you acting out of fear or maybe jealousy or were you relating with retaliating or manipulating or maybe moralizing or even catastrophizing? (laughs) Were you selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, self-reliant, inconsiderate? If you struggle to identify characteristics, uh, to give the website, can help you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, that's a difficult one to, to answer like this, but basically what, what this question is about is... It's catastrophizing, like causing drama. You, you make a mountain out of a mountain. Exactly. Of a mountain, okay. Yeah. And Perfect. I didn't... I actually that's learned, a brilliant word. I actually learned that word from a sponsor of mine. Yes. My first sponsor ever who... who said that one of his characteristics was that he catastrophized things. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I was the same. I, I cannot stand people that, that I call it drama, drama, drama queens. queens. Yeah. I cannot. Absolutely. I, I was the uber drama queen. You I, would have loved me. <laughs> I, I just, now I switch off around it and I'm like, yeah. okay. And I just, I pray a bit and I just I switch off and then I'm like, okay, hello. Yeah. Back to reality. <laughs> Oh, you would have hated me. <laughs> I was the uber drama queen and I'm gay. So I felt, oh. I felt I had a right to be a drama queen. Oh, wow. Um, life kind of earned me the, 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 the ability to be this way. Um, but that question is all about owning your part in the situation. And that is so mm. important because what, what we learn in life is that 99, no, a lot of things that we perceive are wrong or that we're hurt or where, where life is unfair. If you can analyze that, you will invariably see that you had some form of part to play. Mm-hmm. Even if that part was just that you didn't, that you didn't respond appropriately or yeah. that you didn't respond. Um, something like this can sound really unsympathetic and it's not, is um, abuse. Go ask for help. Yes. There is help available. You might not be able to do something in that situation, but ask for help. There will be help. Hmm. So if the abuse continues, then you do have a part. You did not yes. ask for help. Yeah. It's a, it, a, a lot of the time, it's, abuse happens because of, of that mental block and not asking for help and feeling like it's 
your fault. Yes. And that's the, the crazy thing is, is, is then it's like, it's my fault and it gets worse, but there is help. Absolutely. And, and that's the, the, the first thing to do is to go and ask for help. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And the counter, the counter argument to, 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 to that is that there are, always, there are also situations in life where you don't have a part to play. Exactly. And it's very, very important to also realize that, for instance, childhood abuse. Yes. Is, you know, you were a child. You couldn't do anything about it. Exactly. The, the whoever abused in whatever way, I mean, I see it so often, but he said he's going to kill my family. Mm. You were six years old. Mm. Obviously, you believed that, that that's a possibility. Mm. So you had no role to play. Accept no. that. And that's a wonderful freeing thing as well. But you have to be able to talk about it. Exactly. And if, if, if the conditions that you are coming from aren't conducive to any sort of form of actual dialogue between mm. people for, for, for support, it's going to be difficult. Absolutely. So that's why I, I tell people, reach out, talk about it, open up, go to different meetings, go to different groups. Yeah. Talk to a counselor, reach out, Absolutely. and and that is within your community, within your yes. church, within whatever support base you have. Pick that phone up. Absolutely. Go onto Google, yeah. get the information now. We're in the time where help is so <laughs> easily so, available. So easily available it's taking the action. Yes. It's it's that's like what you said. Empathy is towards the people that actually go and take the action. Yeah. And, and really make that change because that moment you do that, you stop the abuse, yeah. you stop the pain, you s stop the self-hate, yes. you stop the, the effect that the abuser will have. Yeah. What I hear a lot is that I can't ask for help in my community because the people know my family. Yeah. And others won't believe me because my father whoever, is such an upstanding citizen. Correct. And that's going to the internet to find yes. the help outside of your community. Exactly. Um, through, through the internet, the world has opened up. Mm. We're not stuck in that little... In that little the internet has its own communities. Exactly. Which yeah. is amazing. It opens the world up for us. Awesome. So, yeah. So, in that, there's a lot of hope. And, and like we said, it's about reaching out and asking for help. Yeah. This 13, describe what you understand your own morality to be? Ah. Well, I really struggled with, with the concept of morality in step four for a while because because through my addiction, I, I felt that I had no morality. Yeah. And then the morality that I was taught as a child, <clears throat> I felt done in by nearly. By, by being gay and then being rejected by the church mm. because of that. So that made my first few steps, step fours, really difficult until about the third round of step four, I realized that, you know, this is my inventory. This is about how I see the world. Mm. What in my eyes mm. um, is acceptable, is right and wrong for me. Mm. And then it opened up for me, kind of my mm. morality. And my morality, I've learned, is actually the, the principles of the 12 steps. It's the, it is the spiritual principles as proclaimed in the Twelve Steps. That has become our reality. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I must say that there's a lot of a lot of pe lot of these questions are so deep. A lot of 
time if it wasn't for the steps this wouldn't come to four years and that's why it builds you up and it's sort of probably the best investment you can make in yourself absolutely is is doing this kind of a book and 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 going through these steps it saved my life definitely mine as well absolutely no doubt about it how have you generally used masks to hide how you felt (laughs) uh strange i'll laugh at my own question um, it's like somebody laughing at their own joke. The thing is that for until I, I entered recovery and I learned about the 12 steps, I didn't realize that I was using masks. Yeah. I just, that was just the way I lived my life. And then in treatment, we had a lecture about masks and I suddenly realized that my life consisted out of, I had a face for every occasion. I had a, a face for every friend. Hmm. My primary need was to be liked yeah. and or not to be rejected or abandoned. So if you wanted me to be the clown, mm-hmm. I'd be the clown. If you wanted me to be the philosopher, I'll be the philosopher. Yeah. If you needed me to, to wallow with you in your misery, I took your hand and I, I, I wallowed with you. Yeah. That's just exactly what I did. And through the process, I lost myself. I didn't know for every mask that I had put on that the, the, the Freddy's real face was mm. so far hidden behind all of this stuff. Um, and recovery for me meant working through this that the masks came off and eventually I could see who's the real Freddy. I remember so well when I moved to Cape Town in 1993. Yeah. I was in a very, very insular group of friends and I went to the movies one Saturday afternoon and I left the movie house after the movie and I thought to myself, did I like the movie? And I didn't know. Why? Because I didn't have a group of friends to tell me whether I liked the movie. I I didn't know who I was through through because I wore all all those masks. That's yeah, and and that way it's the same thing. It's like because because I think it's like being dis disconnected from those feelings to be yeah, I guess me as well like it was at a time I remember getting into treatment and writing can you to the council can you help me not to feel (laughs) and and that was sort of at the point where I was so so I was just also using substances Mm. to really numb any kind of feeling and and I know that to me it was bound by external things it would be like success it would be it would all be superficial and it would never be internal and that is what what it came down for me is anything that could move away from who i am like you said you can't you couldn't even associate with liking a movie that's how lost you were about absolutely who you were and and now it's completely different yes i've really I, re- I really like that saying where they say, I'd rather be disliked for who I am than to be like liked for who I'm not. not. Yep. That is so important. You know I don't care if you don't like me. There, as you say, there are 8 billion people in the world. Yes. So there will be someone else who will like me. Exactly. That's, Absolutely. And that's the whole thing. Is And, 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 and if, if we're around people that don't know you, don't understand you, their opinions don't really matter. Don't like it's, it's the thing is, 
what is my opinion of myself when mm. I'm looking in the mirror and then a couple of people around me that I trust and it doesn't have to be a lot yeah. now that's what even better is like you know that that's also why don't I don't need to compare myself to anybody I only compare myself to me and I only compare I only compete with myself that's the only competition I have yeah. is me and that's why like self improvement and everything then becomes a healthy act absolutely and yeah that's the whole way I, I look at it and it's it's really not a very to get to that level of obviously you've got to work the steps quite yeah. a bit and it's not just that easy yeah. to get to what we're actually Absolutely saying yes. we are now on the very no, deepest stage of it you don't wake up one morning and say no 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 it takes a lot of hard work to get there but it's possible uh, through working a program and so yeah like you said yeah for a long time i really struggled with the word moral in this step, I am a classic people pleaser and wanted somehow to ensure that I do not upset anyone by doing anything against their concept of morality. Well, which is so close to impossible. It is one of those situations where for as long as we try to keep everyone happy, someone is going to be unhappy. It took a few rounds of doing the fourth step and a certain level of spiritual fitness before I realized that I'm dealing with my own morality. It is what is and what is not okay with me. This has nothing to do with anyone else. The more spiritually aware I become and the longer I am in recovery, the more I come to realize that morality is nothing more than the spiritual principles as practiced in the 12-step program. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, don't, don't want to add anything on. There's no, <laughs> right? There's nothing necessary. It just says it all. Thank you. <laughs> day 11 so we're moving on to day 11 and it says explain the ways and circumstances in which you isolate yourself again I never realized I isolate myself yeah they say the worst loneliness is when you're in a group of people and you feel lonely yeah and that was that was how I always felt I mm. thought everybody felt that way but um, it was while I was working a round of steps where I, I called my brother one day and I said to him, he's two years older than me, and I said to him, can you remember as a child, did I isolate, did I, did I in integrate? And he said to me, you're always playing on your own. Hmm. And I, I, I can't remember that. And but that's not necessarily a bad thing, actually. I grew up in a neighborhood with about 26 children around yes. my age. Yet I, I I chose to be on my own. Yeah. I don't think that is healthy. Um, I, yeah. it, I, I think we all need to learn to be on our own. I yeah. think it's very, very healthy to learn to, to, to enjoy your own company, to be on your own. But I was always on my own. Yeah. You, I, I didn't learn the basic skills of negotiating, of integrating in fights with people of my own age. Because I, 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 didn't, mm. I didn't allow myself to be in that position. What I think the what is, what is quite cool is I think that you get people that are very good in solitude and then you get people that there's a difference between isolating and solitude. Absolutely. Now, isolation is taking yourself out and feeling bad. Now, if you are in solitude and you're feeling happy, mm. it doesn't really matter. I've learned to love my own company. Yes. I really enjoy and, being on my own every now and then. And that is why it's... 
it's I guess probably a balance and I think everybody is different in their way of solitude and yeah. their way of isolation where where we are so in this world connected in brackets yeah. uh, you know with with phones and with the internet and always so so it's like people get angry at you if you don't reply to them in five minutes <laughs> because the phone's there so yeah. so it's sort of like we're obsessed with being connected then when we are we'd rather talk to other people on the phone so there's a lot of ways to say well how are we isolating and can we just be with people and not even talk because that's actually being so so that's the whole thing is like you get a lot of people now that are on groups and they talk and they it's just like oh my f- I can't stand this it's just small talk <laughs> I want to isolate oh I want to be in solitude now because this yeah. is just not my kind of company and oh, yeah, yeah. and it's because they're uncomfortable with who they are yes and it's just blabber 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 small talk small talk gossip yeah it's like and you're like this is not really good. I'd rather just be with somebody and just actually look blankly into the sky and I'd enjoy myself more. Yes. Because you get what I'm saying? You see, that is that is to the point where I believe the the whole thing about isolation and solitude. Yes. Okay, but if you're going to play with kids, if you're a child and you don't want to, maybe you don't like sport. Maybe you like playing Lego. Maybe that mm. was just not your... At your maybe you were just not in the right place. You know, it wasn't your kind of people. Yeah. Maybe that's the whole thing that I realize is I'm actually quite arty, but I wasn't put in a place where creativity was really endorsed. So because of that, I couldn't really sort of fit in. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there was my kind of a, my my theory is is around that. But also, it's just a theory. Yeah. Uh, but now it's something that I practice. I try to practice creativity in everything I do and yes. look at things creatively. And even if it's structured and in this and part of a, a regiment, I'll look try to be creative yes. within it. So anyway, I think I think that is the whole thing about isolation. What and make that question? What makes that question important in this context? Yeah. Is people with with mental health problems. Yes. Instead of asking for help, gotcha. tend yeah. to isolate. Yeah. And we need to be very, very aware yeah. when we're struggling, to isolate is not the right thing to do. Yeah. When we're struggling, we need to reach out. Yeah. That's really important. It's a, it's, that's the most important yeah. thing. And I've got friends till this day that's, that, that struggle to actually go and say, I need help. Please Absolutely. talk to me. Or yes. just, can you call me? Mm. That is one of the biggest problems. Yeah. And one of the most harmful situations is that kind of isolation. Totally so, so. Yeah, I know I, abbre- I abbreviated quite a bit, quite off topic. So here we go. 16. Detail if how you have felt and still feel like a victim in your life. Hmm. I felt that life dealt me a bad card yeah. because I was gay. Yeah. And I, I took a complete victim role because of it. I believed life owed me something. Yeah. Um, 
and I didn't take responsibility for my own happiness. Okay. And what I've learned through working this is that I am who I am. Yeah. And if you don't like me, that's your problem. Yeah. And I don't feel like a victim anymore. And for me, the opposite of, 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 of feeling like a victim has become gratitude. Yeah. The minute I feel sorry for myself and I, I move into victim mode, which I, I actually can't remember when's the last time I've done that, is um, I, I just focus on what I feel grateful for. Awesome. So important. And you just like, you like, boom, wake up. Yeah. Snap out of it. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Okay, so, yeah, I, I just agree with you on that. I'm not going to abbreviate reflect on abuse in your life in what other ways have you been abused and have you abused others in your answer consider the following types of abuse physical sexual verbal emotional and spiritual i think with with that question is really important to to look at how we have been abused but mm. also because i didn't perceive myself as having been abused mm. And because I didn't sexually abuse or anything anybody or, or even physically abuse anybody, I didn't feel that I've abused. Yeah. But what I've learned through that is by the extent of my manipulation, yeah. I have actually abused people. Yes. I didn't give people the, the, the right of choice yes. in circumstances. And that was abuse. Yes. Um, and what I've also learned is that by forcing some somebody to believe something that they won't normally embrace by themselves, that's a form of spiritual abuse. And as we said earlier, when we talk about abuse, if you the abusee, ask for help. If the abuser, ask for help. <laughs> mm. Because invariably, what what we do when we abuse is we are we are inflicting the pain that we feel ourselves onto somebody else yeah and and also abuse often perpetuates we see it as 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 as, as practiced in our family and we think it's okay it's not yeah it's, it's like a normalization of it absolutely and and it's that normalization that makes it so dangerous and and makes it so toxic totally so and and i think i think in society especially in south africa there's a big it's a big problem with with abuse and there's a big problem in the way that we normalize it yes and and it's it's basically treat thy neighbor like absolutely treat thyself totally and that's treat the other people the, the way you would like to be treated and that's and it. and it's definitely there's a lot of that that can be going into this with this question wherever it fits in with the context of this everybody has some sort of abuse and been through some sort of abuse and that's why everything follows on one another and which is how this all makes sense yeah 18 are there any lies that you have been telling people for such a long time that you cannot actually remember if they are indeed true or lies what are they i had when i ran to that question the first time i thought how bloody ridiculous is that until I started thinking about my life and that I have been lying about things for so long yeah. that I've actually started believing some of the lies that I've told. Yeah. 
It's one of those things, if you repeat it often enough, you are going to believe it. Yeah. The same with, with telling yourself that you're lovable. If you tell yourself that for long enough, you're going to believe it. So if you tell a lie for long enough, you're going to believe it. So um, I, I, I had those cases. And um, yeah, it, it was difficult to acknowledge that, 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 that that's the depth of what my lying's gone to. And, and it's, it, it, it's sort of, you, you catch yourself here because when, when it gets to the thing about the, the honesty and the victim part is a lot of this and also the, what was that word you were using? The catastrophizing. 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 Now, this is kind of where a lot of lies start to happen and so there's little white lies and then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and that's the whole reason why it's so important and why I love how these questions follow up because now there always becomes this end result because your subconscious actually starts to program the belief. Yeah. And if it's, a, it's based on dishonesty, it might be something that's good because let's say you were told as a child, oh, you're, you dropped a glass and then somebody says, Ah, oh, you break things. Yeah. Are you so clumsy? But that's a lie. Yes. You, once, you just broke the glass. Yeah. Once. You just broke Absolutely. the glass once. Now, that does not mean you're a clumsy person. It means, and th- th- that person maybe see, oh, you didn't sleep well. You maybe knocked your toe. You maybe have the flu. And these things get to the conclusion yeah. where something like this happens. Now, that is the whole thing about this is... Th- the, that person that gave you that curse, that lie, doesn't necessarily know what the lead up was exactly. to the event. And that's why empathy is so important. Mm. If we practice empathy towards ourselves, we won't feel the need to lie. We won't feel the need to always make something up that's not necessary. Yeah. And we can then reprogram ourselves and say, I'm not clumsy. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm just a human, but yeah. I'm not perfect as well. Exactly so. And that's the whole thing why it's so beautiful. But I've discovered the biggest lie that I've been telling yeah. is that I'm not worthy. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Today I realize that that's a lie. I am worthy. I'm worthy of whatever I'm worthy of. It. And everybody's worthy. Everybody's worthy of it. Awesome. Uh, 19. Write down all the secrets that you still carry with you. Ah, nice. ah. That's a nasty one to, to put out into public. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think and, it's and, necessary. And, and we don't have to go there. But <laughs> today, to. <laughs> I don't carry secrets. No. Um, I truly believe in that, that thing that we discussed before, secrets keep you sick. Yes. So, if, I had, a, if I had a secret today, yeah. I don't have to go and blurt it out on, on this forum. No. But I have people whom I can truly trust with my secrets. And you have the book that has it in. Yes, that's exactly. like now you're writing the answers out. It's yeah. exposure. It's getting it out there. Talking to your higher power. Talking Absolutely. to a talking to a sponsor or a psychologist yeah. or to a counselor. Anything like that is how that kind of a secret will help. Yeah. But the important thing is, Emil, we need to get that yes. secret out. Inventory. Yes. We have to get, get it, out it, out it out. Get it out. As long as we keep it inside. We, I say we give it the mushroom treatment. We keep it in the dark, we feed it shit, and it just blooms. It grows. Exactly. It fills a whole being. <laughs> Get it out. It dies on exposure. If you, if you put sun on a mushroom, what happens? It shrivels up and it dies. Nice. Exactly the same. 
20, write down about your uh, beliefs of being unworthy. Oh, ah, I don't believe I'm unworthy anymore, but I yeah. definitely did. I, I believed that because I was gay, yeah. that it was against the morality of my society yeah. and that I wasn't worthy of being part of that society. Today I know that I am worthy. I am a worthy human being. I do good things for myself, for other people. I help other people. Um, I pay my taxes, as we discussed earlier. Awesome. Um, and that makes me a worthy human being. I deserve the air that I breathe, like everybody else. We all have a place on earth. Yeah, I, I'm struggling to I even remember thinking that I was unworthy, but there I was definitely, definitely... I can't even now think of, like, why would I think that? Yeah. No, that was one of my I, biggest problems. No, okay, no, I did. Now it's because of my 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 birth, because it, it was like I was unplanned. Ah, okay. And, and it was sort of a young parents, and, and so I had resentment because of that as well. So, yeah, I had my own, definitely I had my own, uh, my own piece of being unworthy, like unwanted almost. Unwanted, yeah. Unloved and... Absolutely. And... and that whole thing about trying to achieve and because but to prove we work so hard to, to gain prove to love. other people yes. that, that that we deserve we're worthy yes yeah. exactly but now i must say that it took me a while to get there even to think about mm. that because i've awesome i've left it so that's the growth we get by doing what the doing this by work. working these yeah. steps yeah make a list of all the things that you like about yourself nice ah i love that question <laughs> you know what I like me. Yes. I like the fact that I can be vulnerable. I like the fact that I can be honest. I like the fact that I can try today. Yeah. I like the fact that I can stand up for myself. I like the fact that I feel that I deserve the best for myself. I love, love, love the fact that I make more healthy decisions for myself than unhealthy ones. Mm. I love the fact that I can sit here on a Sunday afternoon and talk about really, really important stuff. And hopefully one person's one person listening to us get a message that there's help out there. Yeah. Awesome. No, I, I think as well, like, there's definitely, this, this thing is uh, it's quite special. I have a, a list which I, I fill in and I... I have it like on my on my door and then I have a inventory list as well in the morning and then I write these things down that I really I want to make sure that I'm going to love Emil today Absolutely. and that is like part of the focusing on what I feel has been given to me by God as a gift and that is how I have sort of the things that I like about myself. Absolutely. But it's all, I give all the glory to my higher power for, for basically giving it to me. Yeah. And, and that's the, the fact is that, yeah, it's quite amazing. Awesome. So yeah, it says here, yeah, an inventory is not something we take and then shove in a drawer. The whole idea of an inventory is to use the information contained in it. <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> oh, man. While moving forward, picture a shopkeeper who, at the end of each month, takes an inventory of stock in his shop. He uses the information 
to ascertain what he is running short of and what he has in excess, in order for him to know what he needs to stock up on and what not. His inventory shows him what sells well and what doesn't. It serves him no purpose to take an inventory and not use the information to guide him in making stock decisions. Just like the stock shopkeeper, we are going to use this information in our inventory and the steps that follow and moving forward in our lives. This step, as bad as you thought it was going to be. See, you lived to tell the tale. Yes. You now have additional experience, strength and hope to share. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And that was step four. That was the inventory that we all fear. Yeah. Done. And then we move on to step five. We admitted to God, to ourselves and another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Ooh. Can't wait to do that. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much, Freddie. Thank um, you, Emil. Yeah, let's do this again. Let's do next, this next week. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Ciao, everybody. Cheers, cheers.